Welcome to another edition of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier, and today our podcast is proudly brought to you by Werribee Steel, Pacific Werribee, CDC and KFC, some great supporters of our football club. Got a big couple of weeks coming up with a big game this weekend against Essen, and then, of course, a run of three games at home in a row with the Bulldogs game now being played at Avalon Airport Oval, of course, because of the redevelopment at uh, at the Bulldogs' home ground. So we've got three in a row to look forward to. All the details of uh, everything coming up at the club, uh, home game presentations, uh, pre-game luncheons, all those things, all available on all our social media platforms and, of course, on the website. But once again, thanks to our terrific podcast supporters. Werribee Steel have been around since 1967. They're the steel fabrication specialists in the West. So uh, jump on the website and have a look at what uh, they can offer you. Pacific Werribee, of course, we all know, is well, over three. 300 stores there. Uh, you, there's nothing you can't find there. Trust me with that. No better place to shop than Pacific Werribee. CDC, who of course are uh, terrific uh, uh, supporters in our uh, community area. Uh, amazing company, actually. They've got uh, FlexiRide going on at Tane North at the moment. They've got a 100% electric bus in operation, in service. So they really are innovators uh, in their field, CDC. A- and KFC, well, I don't have to tell you much about that. Uh, you know how good it tastes and you know uh, you know where they are. They're everywhere. Uh, so uh, enjoy the local Werribee and Western Suburbs KFCs who are great supporters of us and particularly the one right near the football club. Uh, So let's get stuck into this episode of the Big W Podcast. Today the high performance manager uh, Gaetano Ferranda and one of our emerging players, he's been around the club for a little while now but uh, we haven't seen a lot of him, we're starting to see a bit of him this year and that's good news, Connectar is going to join us as well. So let's get stuck into the Big W Podcast. talk to the high performance manager of the Werribee Football Club as uh, we like to get behind the scenes of the footy club and introduce you to some of the people who've uh, at our club now who uh, have a very recent arrival actually. Gaetano Ferranda yep. joins me now who's our high performance manager. How are you? Hi Kevin, I'm good mate. How are you? Good. How have you settled into the club mate? Um, I guess what, it's been uh, three months now. Um, pretty pretty comfortably. The boys are you know, looking good on the track so I can't complain. Um, I guess it was made a bit easier uh, because at the same time as me coming across, uh, there was a change in the physio department and coincidentally, uh, the new head physio, uh, Shay Mulkerns, me and him worked together last year uh, at the Dandong City Soccer Club. So, you know, having a familiar face uh, made uh, life easier, I guess. <laughs> Give us a little uh, snapshot of, uh, of your uh, track record and where you've been in, in footy and in and sports uh, and high performance. Yep. Uh, so, I guess uh, as a kid growing up playing footy, uh, so I've been around football my whole life, uh, but it would have been late 2013. I was actually on a little little adventure, soul searching, I guess you could say. Um, I always wanted to be a psychologist, actually, uh, but I uh, decided to uh, change my pathway uh, into strength and conditioning. So, in 2015, I actually started an internship with the Western Jets. Um, I stayed there for three years, and uh, you know, coincidentally, now there's about half a dozen players who I work with at the Western <laughs> Jets who are on the Werribee list. So, again, more familiar faces, which makes life easier. Yeah. Um, and then from there, just progressed through the ranks. So, I uh, went to Box Hill 
um, as a head of uh, strength and power to IC to the high performance manager. Uh, then I went into uh, Williamstown as high performance manager. Uh, in between, done a bit of work in uh, National Premier League, so the second tier soccer, uh, as well as uh, some individual athletes. Uh, lucky enough to do a bit of travel around the world on the tour, um, and yeah, see some sights. Ten years in the industry now, I imagine that the changes in technology and and monitoring and all those areas have been have been the biggest improvement uh, in in the actual space that you work in. Um. Yeah, technology has been a massive improvement. Uh, research as well, new research coming out daily, which allows us to uh, look at ways that we implement uh, certain practices, which help us, I guess, get the best out of our athletes. Uh, technology allowing us to monitor these athletes, uh, even when they're not around us, has just made life so much easier. Yeah. Um, coming on board, um, speaking to, obviously, Mark McAuliffe, um in regards to you know, getting getting on board with a couple of you know, technology companies to make uh, the program run a bit more efficiently, it was good to see that him and uh, you know Mick saw you know eye to eye with us, and um, you know over the next few months we'll be um, you know rolling out some new new technology. But you know it's it's, it's I guess a big big way that um, football is moving, not just uh, in the high performance space, but in the football analytics space as well. Technology is huge. Gotano, one of the challenges that uh, the club faces as a club is that we are not fully professional like an AFL club. We get a, a limited yep. amount of time uh, with our players, uh, with our staff, yep. with everybody. Uh, that must really impact you in terms of the the what you have to achieve to match it on the field with fully run AFL players, uh, and you only get a minuscule amount of time that you know in comparison. Yeah, and um, I guess yeah, being. Being on the other side, where when I was at Box Hill, I got to also spend a little bit of time with the Hawthorne program, yep. and I could see how the AFL program really does uh, assist with the VFL program. Uh, one, the facilities, two, the staff, and yeah, it, it is a challenge preparing, uh, you know, standalone VFL uh, clubs or players. But I think you know one thing that our boys have that a lot of AFL players don't have is the want. Yeah, uh, they they're willing to get their hands dirty. They're, they're hungry. Where I guess what I've seen in the past, that a lot of the standalone clubs, it's all about me, me, me. I want to be back in that, you know, first team. What do I have to do to get there? Uh, you know, the boys at Werribee, are, you know, ready to pull each other along on the journey. Where honestly, my time at other clubs, I did not see that. So, even though the time to prepare them is minimal, I think it's what. Uh, game game day aside, it's about eight to ten hours a week we we get, and with a list of forty eight, fifty players, that's really not many uh, minutes per player. Um, but the yeah. players are you know pretty determined, pretty switched on. And what I've seen in the three months is that we can actually you know trust them to get work done outside of, or away from the club. So extra strength programs, those who are really bought into the program, have been um, you know contacting. Uh, James, uh, who is our head of strength, um, and Tyler, his assistant, for more work in the gym. So I've seen, yeah, a good uh, environment where the boys want to uh, uh, better themselves and are willing to do what they can to compete against these, yeah, full-time athletes. Um, Mick Barlow and uh, and Mark McAuliffe at the start of the year talked about uh, when they were talking about how we're going to present the club uh, a fitter club so as we could run our games more against the the AFL listed uh, uh, listed yep. teams that we play. We've seen that already, uh, so you must be pretty pleased with the impact that you've made. Yep, um, I 
we had this conversation when I first met the two uh, before I even got the job. And I think with me, I was you know, lucky to be in a position where I had a bit of uh, data from uh, Box Hill's 2018 premiership winning side and uh, Williamstown's uh, 2019 premiership run, uh, even though they came runners up just to uh, Richmond. So I was lucky enough to have this data laying around um, and I was able to compare, once I got the role, what these uh, organisations done compared to what Werribee has done in the past and you know, I guess put my own twist on things. Um, the way Scott and the old regime was running things was great, um, a great program and really made my life easier to integrate into it but I guess you know, in the day everyone has uh, their own ways of doing things so I just, yeah, spoke to Michael, asked him mate, you know, do you mind if we increase volume, increase intensity um, he was all for it uh, I, yeah, I just sat, sat him down and spoke to him to see, you know, educate I guess, this yeah. is what you told me about how you want to get fitter around our games this is why I believe doing this could benefit, you know, always risk involved because the way I went about it was I guess you could say quite aggressive, They're, they were aware that there could be a, you know, high risk in soft tissue injury but I guess the risk versus reward was uh, great, greater than anything so um, yeah, we took the risk, uh, really increased their training loads. And like you said, I'm happy and proud of you know, the, the boys. They've um, you know, showed for the first four matches, especially in our extreme conditions up in Queensland for the first two matches, that they're able to run our games. And uh, you know, hopefully last year's curse of not being able to uh, finish off in the last quarter you know, is no more and we can uh, finish games off stronger than any opponent. Does uh, does the conditions that we've played in, and we have played in just about everything now except snow, I yeah. think, um, yeah. uh, um, and that we might get that before the end of the season. Does that change your playbook in terms of how you uh, walk into a week and go, okay, hang on, we're coming off the back of a game where we played in thirty degree heat, and then it rained for you know twenty minutes, and we got two days worth of rain in twenty minutes, and they played in all that. Do you have to adjust everything accordingly as we go along? Yeah, like there's no, there's never a perfect plan. Um, I guess week to week, I have my run sheet, which is updated. I have the training volumes. I have what I want for high-speed meters, sprint distance, etc. all based on, I guess, research and historical data. But it's never perfect. It's, yeah, that, that's what would occur in a perfect world. Got to be you know, able to adapt on the spot. Got to be ready to you know, modify accordingly. The good thing is, between Brisbane and Southport, we had our first buy. Uh, good thing, yes, in the recovery uh, point of view, uh, probably would have preferred personally to play that game just for uh, match conditioning. Yeah. But, you know, I think it uh, worked wonders and uh, helped us get the boys ready for our uh, second trip in the fortnight. Um, but, yeah, you got to be, you got to be um, able to adapt quite quickly. I think, if anything, it wasn't, much of training that was adapted. I worked with uh, Phoebe, who's our lead dietitian and the sports scientist, so Keelan and uh, Oscar, to see, obviously, you know, what intensities or what volumes were uh, you know, covered in the game. Uh, you know, Phoebe was able to send out information to the boys on best recovery techniques, uh, hydration, etc. Um, and then, you know, with the information I got from the sports science team, I was able to slightly modify the uh, sessions for the week and then reflecting on uh, the leading to round one, uh, use the same people to help uh, educate the athletes on what they need to do, I guess, uh, leading into this match. Um, cramping, 
as you could imagine, uh, was um, common uh, in the first two matches. But I feel like, um, you know, round one compared to round three, uh, round one, there was much more of it. Round three, we were more organised. The players were better educated. uh, And our preparation, I reckon, was uh, slightly better because we learned from our mistakes of round one. Uh, welcome to the club, mate. Uh, you've done a great job so far, and let's continue that into what hopefully will be a very successful 2023 season for the Werribee Footy Club. Good to have you on board. Thank you, mate. Cannot wait to uh, see how the rest of the season goes. I'm, I, I feel good. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, this week against uh, Essendon on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it should be a good uh, good matchup and uh, show what we have against uh, some AFL listed players. Just spoke to Gaetano Ferranda, the uh, high performance manager. Now let's talk to one of the players that is benefiting from uh, what Gaetano is bringing to the Werribee Football, Football Club, and that, of course, is Connor Tao, who joins me now. Hey, Connor, how you going? Good, thanks, Gabe. Good to be on. Thank you. Uh, good to have you on, mate. How uh, how's your season going? Because you're playing some good footy. Yeah, it's been a bit of a weird one. Obviously, um, round one, I didn't didn't have a contract, and I wasn't in in the main team, and I had to sort of earn my spot. And then come round three, I was lucky enough to be selected to play and um, yeah, I guess I've held my form and um, it's been a little bit of relief but as well as yeah, a lot of excitement at the same time to, to be playing and um, yeah, finally after a couple of hard years on the sidelines, um, hopefully I can um, yeah, keep my spot in the main team. Well, take us through the last couple of years, Connor. What uh, what what sort of happened? <clears throat> yeah, so I guess it's my fifth year in the VFL now and uh, it's pretty crazy to, to say that but my first year was riddled by a kidney injury and then obviously we had um, some COVID years following mm. that and then uh, last year first practice match I um, broke, my, broke my ankle so that was that whole season so I haven't really had a run of it but um, this pre-season I felt pretty good and then um, yeah now my body's feeling probably as good as it ever has and um, yeah I'm lo- loving footy again because I did lose that passion for it, for it a bit through the injuries but yeah, um, yeah I'm happy I, I stuck at it and um, yeah, out on the upside. Because go back five years, you were coming out of the Jets program and uh, there was a lot of talk about you as a, as a player and uh, you had a very bright future in front of you, which you still obviously have, but uh, it must have been bloody hard for you to get through those those four or five years. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, coming out of, out of the TAC Cup, you sort of have higher aspirations to get drafted. Obviously, I missed out on that, but I sort of knew where I sat and I was keen to have an impact at VFL straight away, but I knew I was a little bit behind the eight ball with my body and where I was and then obviously a bit of luck didn't help. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it is finally, I guess it's five years in the making, but I feel like I'm sort of at the level now of VFL and I'm really looking forward to sort of what the season has in store for me and going going forward. So when you were jumped into the pre-season this year, what were, your, what were your hopes and aspirations and where were you at at that stage? Uh, sort of my hope really was just to play footy again. I didn't really have any high aspirations. I simply just wanted to play footy. I've played something like 10 games or something or 12 games in five years. So I just wanted to play footy again because that's when we play footy, we love it. So um, that was my first first thought. And then once I sort of got in the main team, my my mindset changed to how how can I help the team win and what's my role? And yeah, that's evolving every week. So um, yeah. In that time where you're rehabbing from the the ankle, um, how uh, did you you get through that? Because obviously that presented a lot of challenges to you as well. Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, my ankle injury, I've, I've, I've been accustomed to injuries in my, my last five years, so I sort of knew the mindset I had to have. And uh, But I was helped with the, the support staff at Werribee. It's unreal. Um, all the resources we have, the rehab team, the coaches, all the players are 
they make you feel really, um, yeah, happy to be at the place. Even though you're in rehab, you're really looking forward to it. So um, it was sort of, it was some tough times, but I knew that, um, yeah, I just wanted to be out there playing footy with the boys. Your, uh, your attributes, I mean, your speed, your, your, the, the amount of time you get, you're one of those players who seems to find that little bit of extra time when you get the ball in your hands. Is that something that just has come naturally to you as a player? Um, a little bit. Sort of growing up and through the tax up, I, um, I probably wasn't blessed with the fitness or the size of other other players. Um, and I'm still, obviously still now don't have the fitness or, or the height to take me to that, know that, elite level right now but um, yeah I sort of got to find my niche when I have the ball I've got to make the smart decisions and, and use it well and that's sort of why I think I'm in the team right now and hopefully I can continue to, to do that and um, yeah Without giving away trade secrets what's the sort of stuff that, that Mickey Barlow talks to you about and, and Nick Daffy and the, and the coaching staff talk to you about what they want from you when you when you hit the ground um, oh, it's, it's definitely just being hard to play against um, we all have a role to do when we step out in that field, whether it's a, a key forward, a key back, a small forward. We all know what specific roles we have to do. I don't have to go out there and have 25 and, and kick five. I've just sort of got to apply my pressure, lay a couple of tackles and some goals are a bonus. So we all know the role we have to have to play. And um, and, and learning under Nick, uh, Nick Daffy as a forward coach, I've sort of learnt my small forward craft and he's been unreal and um, helping me develop that from a, a midfielder at Tack Hub to a small forward at AFL. He's been instrumental for me. Is that is that the role that you want to play as well as the role that you are playing? Um, initially, my first year into VFL, I was a naive 18-year-old kid thinking I was going to play uh, midfield at VFL and that's what I wanted to do. Um, and then it probably took me at probably two seasons to get my head around the fact that I'm not going to be a midfielder in this team anyway, because um, we have some probably the best midfield in the league, I, I believe. And uh, but I'm I'm wrapped to be playing forward line. I love I love stepping out out on the field, knowing I'm going to tackle and harass and kick some goals. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I love I love what I do uh, in the forward line. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, it's great to see you playing footy again. It must, it must be. I mean, your family and everybody around you must have noticed a real difference in you because you've you've got that uh, you've got that spark about you because uh, you're back on the ground again. Yeah, of course, my family are pretty happy at the moment, and um, had to, had to tell them to keep a lid on it a little bit. It's only been <laughs> two, or, two or three games, but um, it's all good to be happy and a bit relieved at the same time. But yeah. It's a long season ahead and a lot more footy to be played, that's for sure. Is that the uh, is that what you've kind of sort of set yourself, just to play some consistent games and to play, you know, some games in a row so as you get some footy into your body? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's, I've only played the six VFL games in total in my five years here. So it's just about getting, yeah, it's a week-in, week-out thing for me. I, I don't want to look too, too forward into the future. I just want to take it. No, we've got Essendon this week. I just like to think about what my role is and how I can help the team. So, yeah, that's where my mindset's at. Good on you, Connor. Keep uh, keep playing well, mate, and uh, let's hope, uh, you know, touch what everything works out for you and we have a successful 2023 season and you're a big part of it. Yeah, thank you very much, Kev. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed uh, Connor and Gaetano. We wish them both the best of luck uh, for season 2023. It's Essendon this week on Sunday. You can, of course, watch it live streaming through the website. And then, of course, we've got those run of three home games. Uh, Some terrific uh, home game entertainment as well as part of the package. So come down uh, to Avalon Airport Oval and enjoy uh, the next couple of uh, weekends as we take on uh, the Bulldogs uh, in the first of those games. And that is an Avalon Airport uh, game. Even though it's listed as a Bulldogs home game, it is 
of course been relocated. All the details of all that and all the news from around the club on all the social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Twitter or Facebook, or jump on the website and get all the details as well. Till next time, go the big W, go Werribee. Where the Tigers 